naysayers and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. Well, hello there. We are joining you live after a couple hours of the best of Herman Cain. My name is Chris Chandler, and as we take the air here, actual breaking news. Keeping this facility open is contrary to our values. It undermines our standing in the world. It is viewed as a stain on our broader record of upholding the highest standards of rule of law. So there is President Obama. This was about half an hour ago. You may have heard it live on the station to which you're listening right now. He is formally presenting, after all this time, his plan to close Guantanamo Bay to Congress. There's not a single thing new in it. The timing is interesting. We'll get into that over the next hour. First, though, and more important to the moment, this is a very big night uh, yet again on the presidential campaign trail. Explain to you what we're going to do here over this next live hour. But first, let's say hello to... Jamie Dupree, Jamie, I've given up trying to keep track of you. Virginia, hey Chris, yesterday, you doing, still no, Virginia. We're going to get on a plane and head to Texas, where the uh, Republicans are going to have a debate later this week. Uh, obviously, uh, Nevada is the focus tonight for the Republicans with their caucus there. I'm sure the Republicans in the Silver State are desperately hoping they don't screw things up like they did four years ago. Most people have probably forgotten it. I didn't. Uh, they It took them almost 48 hours to count 33,000 votes in Nevada last time. Remember, when you have a caucus, it's not run by the State Board of Elections or the local County Board of Elections. It is done by the party. And so they have volunteers. And let's face it, these are all very nice people, I'm sure, Chris, but they're not really elections experts. And so we have uh, the problems with the very long lines that we've seen in Iowa and we saw over the weekend in Nevada as well with the Democrats. So we'll see how swiftly they get the uh, votes counted tonight. The caucuses for the Republicans out in Nevada actually start at 5 p.m. Pacific. It is very late for the rest of us. But some can start as late as 7 yeah. Pacific. So we may not see full results until really after midnight Eastern time tonight. So here's what we're going to do for this next hour. We've done this from time to time, and it works out very well. While we've got Jamie here live, we wanted to make use of him, of course, after you've heard of Best of Kane programs. So we're going to let you, for the next hour, give us a call just on the same number that you normally use to get through to Herman. Ask Jamie anything, anything about the campaign, anything you've heard the last few days. Tell us what you think, anything you got on your mind. 877-310-2100 number you normally get through to use here on the Herman Cain show and Jamie last polls showing Trump still leading there in Nevada has it narrowed uh, there headed toward the end as it did in some of the other states well Nevada is also a very odd place to poll and then you have the, the fact that it is a caucus and not a primary which makes it even trickier to poll remember six years ago in the November elections of 2010 when the Tea Party did so well Everybody thought that Harry Reid, in fact, all the polls showed that Harry Reid was going to lose the Sharon Angle, and then in the end, he won. So we've seen some odd results in Nevada. I'm not saying that somehow Donald Trump is not going to win. I mean, let's let's face it, Chris, what could be better suited to the electorate in Nevada than a billionaire real estate developer with ties to the casino industry? I mean, it, he almost seems just made uh, perfectly for Nevada. And Donald Trump will be holding his uh, big party tonight, not at his hotel, which is just a few blocks off the Strip, but actually over Treasure Island right there on the Strip. So uh, a lot of people believing, I think, that Trump is the favorite to win tonight and to make it three out of four states so far. 877-310-2100 for the Herman Cain Show with Jamie Dupree this hour. Ask him anything. Tell us what is on your mind. And Jamie, what's at stake tonight, really? Is it still that battle for uh, second place, essentially Rubio 
and Cruz. Every one of these states so far, Iowa, New Hampshire, we've had a sense headed toward the end that Rubio had some momentum. He hasn't quite pulled it out yet, but he's almost solidified that second place spot. Yeah, and certainly it seems like in the last few days that there's been some not only headwinds for Ted Cruz, but some internal problems. Yesterday it surfaced with uh, Cruz getting rid of his chief campaign spokesman uh, in a dust-up about an attack that was made on Marco Rubio over the weekend. Uh, and, And Cruz has really been hammered, and again today he's being hit by Donald Trump on this whole issue of whether he plays a lot of dirty tricks, whether he's a liar and more. You know, this this line of attack from Trump, I think, has been very successful against Cruz. It has really slowed him down, and Cruz has not been able to come up with sort of an effective uh, jab back at Trump that's uh, done anything. And, and uh, you know, it, it started with the allegations of the dirty tricks in Iowa. Ben Carson you're exactly. talking about. Exactly. And you know, uh, Cruz just sort of that never put that away. And Carson has been more than happy to bring it up and to stick around as well and bring it up at the debates and more. And Trump's more than happy to bring it up. And, you know, I look at some of the polling, for example, in states that are, are close to uh, South Carolina, where Cruz finished a narrow third just behind Marco Rubio. And, you know, these were supposed to be states where Cruz had a southern firewall strategy that was going to stop Trump. And unfortunately for him right now, it just doesn't look like that. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, obviously, tonight is important because if Cruz could finish number two, that would give him maybe a little more boost, whereas if Rubio does, uh, then I think that will only sort of feed into the narrative that maybe Rubio is the one who's stepping up more. But you know what? At the bottom line still is, Chris, Rubio and Cruz need to beat Trump somewhere. Uh, I mean, oh, either one of them, right? I I, I said the other day that, look, if if they if Trump wins all the states next Tuesday, uh, he's on his way to the nomination. And somebody sent me a note, said, well, you're you know, that's not true. He won't have enough delegates. Yeah, he won't have enough delegates at that point in time. But when you're, you, you know, if you get to that point and you're like 13 and 1 or something like that, you sort of know where things are going. At the moment, I looked at a few polls uh, this morning before coming in here for some of these states that will vote one week from today. And not in all the states, but in several that I looked at, it was five or six of these in this big group. He's leading in all of them. Yeah, the only places uh, it's uh, what I've been interested in is there have been several polls that have come out in some of the March 1st states that show Rubio ahead of Cruz uh, in Massachusetts and in Vermont. But you look, Trump has an overwhelming lead. Now, the, the real tricky thing, Chris, is that like remember over the weekend on Saturday in South Carolina, Donald Trump won all 50 delegates. I don't want to bore people to tears with all these details math, of how the delegates math. are selected. But South Carolina was different. For example, tonight in Nevada, for every 3.33 percent of the vote you get, you get one delegate. So it's a pretty straightforward proportional thing. Next week on March the 1st, we've got 10 states that have 10 different ways of doing things and coming up with how you win the delegates. Some are straight up proportional. Some you have to get over a certain amount of the vote. Some, uh, there are pools of delegates in each congressional district. Some are statewide. So there's a whole range of things. And that's why the Rubio and the Cruz people would argue, well, we can, even if we lose those states, we can still get a lot of delegates and Donald Trump is not going to win them all. And that is true. You can dominate and get an edge, but you cannot sweep all the delegates next Tuesday like Trump did in South Carolina. Listening to the Herman Cain Show, we're taking your calls live now for Jamie Dupree, 877-310-2100. Let's take a call now, Mona in Oklahoma. This is the great uh, dichotomy, paradox, contradiction, choice of this campaign. Trump and Rubio seems in many, many places it's coming down to that. Mona, good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm a Trump and Rubio fan, but I, I just don't. We got Super Tuesday coming up. I need to make a decision. I, I'm leaning a little bit towards Trump, but I just don't have his what he really. 
policies down. His tax policy, for instance, how he feels about Social Security and Medicare, that type of thing. Can you shed any light on that, Jamie? Uh, well, those are issues he doesn't really talk about in any d- details. He did have a tax plan that he put out uh, that a lot of outside groups say would cost uh, too much money and bust the budget, but everybody fights about you know whether or not those are right. But I would say this, when you go to a Trump rally, you are not going to hear him discuss in detail what he would do with Medicare or what he would do with Social Security or anything like that. Uh, there's there's only a few issues that Trump really touches on. Uh, immigration would be one of them building the wall, but really doesn't get much into detail. And, and when you interview Trump voters, for the most part, there's no issue that's galvanizing them other than they want somebody who will go into D.C. and shake things up. I mean, let's face it, uh, for many years, the Republican Party has all uh, been all about issues and doctrinaire. You know, you can't uh, get off the reservation at all or else you're labeled a rhino and more. It's just, you know what, it's exactly the opposite now. Trump, yeah, Trump now brings in all these people who just, they're they're not interested in those details. It doesn't matter to them that he's given money to Democrats in the past. It doesn't matter to them that he's uh, done things that, you know, said things about immigration in the past or abortion or other issues and seemingly changed his spots. Again, what this reminds me of, in all seriousness, is like in football or baseball. Say you've got somebody on your team, whether it's the coach or a player, who is a real lightning rod type of figure. It's okay if he's your guy, but if he plays on the other team, you hate his guts. And and that's sort of the way I, I sort of look at this, that for a lot of people, Trump is the guy they want, and it doesn't really matter what exactly he says. It is an astonishment. Uh, we hear it every day. Rush, Hannity, Herman Cain, Jamie, um, it's the people on the reservation. After all these years now, it's the people on the reservation that are being called the rhinos. Yeah, I mean, look, um, there, there's a lot of things. I mean, my argument would be if you're giving Trump the pass on a lot of these things, then you should be giving everybody else the pass on anything they've changed on as well, because it's clear uh, that Trump is a recent convert on some of these things. And I think when you talk to a lot of voters, there are some voters who worry that if he does win the nomination, that he won't really follow up and be as uh, as conservative, maybe, as they had hoped. Chris. Vincent is in Florida on the Herman Cain Show, taking your calls for Jamie, 877-310-2100. My name is Chris Chandler and Vincent, what you got? I was just curious, uh, who do you feel is a realistic running mate or running mate for Donald Trump if he were to get the election or nomination? Well, I think I think that a lot of people have looked uh, very uh, closely so far at maybe uh, the governor of Ohio, John Kasich, who's in the race, or even Rubio. But I, 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 you know, I don't think it. I think it's way too early to start talking about that because you got to show me you can win the nomination first. One would think there's two ways to go. You either find somebody who is as much of an outsider as you are. Or you find somebody that you can say, hey, look, uh, this person knows the in- inner workings and can assist me if I become the president. That'll be an interesting choice, actually, to be made by Trump. Well, on the same subject, Hank is in Georgia on the Herman Cain show with another possibility on that running mate to pick. Hey, come in, Hank. Hey, uh, good afternoon or good morning, Jamie. Hey, Hank. Um, yeah, the other question alludes to the same uh, point I had. I was thinking maybe Carly Fiorina would have been a good running mate for Trump and would kind of close a lot of gaps. Listen, I think we can come up with a whole bunch of names, but again, I don't mean to be uh, to throw water on you, Hank, but uh, I'm going to wait and see for somebody to win before we get to that point. Yesterday, John Kasich was asked, uh, hey, uh, some people say you'd be a good running mate for Rubio, and he laughed at reporters and said, I don't run for second. How about Kasich? Uh, it has been leaking all over the place to any news outlet that will take it that some of the poobahs really, really want him to drop out at this point, and he just yesterday said, nope. 
Here's the interesting thing about Kasich. I've covered him for years back when he was a member of Congress, and, and he talks about this in his stump speech. You know, Kasich, uh, for, even though he's been in Congress and been a governor, he's never really been accepted by the establishment along the way. He always aggravated people along the way while he was doing his job, and I, I think a lot of people were sort of happy to see him leave the Congress when he did uh, around 2000. And, and so now the fact that some people in the corridors of power would tell him what to do, uh, it doesn't shock me one bit, Chris, that he would stand up and say, get out of here. I'm not following what you say. I'm staying in this race. Ben Carson saying the same thing yesterday. We're taking your calls for Jamie Dupree on this hour. We are live on the Herman Cain Show, 877-310-2100. I am Chris Chandler filling in for Herman Cain.